Uh, we're going to be uh, discovering Ecclesiastes, that's in the Old Testament, and I'm going to have the notes on the board, on the uh, sides, and uh, hold on, Bruce. Hold on, Bruce. When I'm in this sermon, I won't be able to hold on. I want to warn you right now because I've been going over and over in this sermon and every time I go over it, I discover new things that the Holy Spirit continues to reveal to me. And I, I really mean that. Um, I hope you can go along with me in this Christocentric message, even though when I say Christocentric, I'm probably saying the name wrong, Christocentric message. And even though we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, a lot of this is woven in with the Son of Man, the Son of God. Can I get an amen? Amen. Thank you. Number one, more of Solomon's under-the-sun observations. I don't think they have it up there yet. Well, while you're waiting, I hope you know that you are invited to this afternoon's picnic up 27 Valley uh, Pine Forge Road. You take a right at Michael's Diner. You follow it all the way down till you see Pine Forge Road. And it's about a minute in. It's not at a park. It's at a home. Some of you have already been there. So once again, I hope you have a ride. You don't have to bring anything. All the amenities are going to be there. I just want to have fellowship. Can I get an amen? amen. I, don't, I don't know if this is going to fan out. Something's wrong. It's okay. Tell us where you're at. Okay. Well, I'm at. Just go. Just go ahead, Bruce. Just go ahead? All right. Okay. You got it. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I've already said this. More Solomon's under the sun observations viewed in light of some of the above. Notice that word, above the sun observations. I'll keep looking back and forth. Number two, and then I'll tell them where I'm at. Therefore, I make no apologies. Now, I probably need to repeat that because you might not know where I'm coming from. I'm going back to number one. More of Solomon's under the sun, S-U-N, observations viewed in light of some above. Can you say above? Above the sun observations, and I'm on number two now. And so... I make no apologies for integrating some over the sun. Over the sun, under the sun, over the sun, observations, insights. I was just talking to one of my brothers in Christ before I came up here, and I said, although this message, and I know I'm repeating myself, although this message is about... Ecclesiastes, which is basically a man observing, Solomon observing things under the sun with a human perspective. I already had told him this is a Christ-centered message. 
number three coming up. I'm just saying that for the benefit of those who's got it. Good, they got it. With that said, let's begin verses 1 and 2 of Ecclesiastes 4. In these verses, Solomon continues with his earthbound observations. Then I looked again at all the acts of oppression which were being done under the sun. Notice I have underlined under the sun. And behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and that they had no one to comfort them. And on the side of their oppressors was power, but they had no one to comfort them. On that same slide. So I congratulated the dead who are already dead more than the living who are still living. Number four. But better off than both of them is the one who has never existed. Whoa, Solomon. Who has never seen the evil activity that is done under the sun. I have seen that every labor and every skill which is done is the result of rivalry between a man and his neighbor. This too is vanity and striving after wind. Thank you, my brother. Number five, the fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. What does that mean? I'm going to get to it. One hand full of rest is better than two fists full of labor and striving after wind. Number six, Now we're back to verse 1 again. Then I looked again at all the acts of oppression which were being done under the sun. And behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed and they that had no one to comfort them. And if you notice, I have that underlined. And on the one side of the oppressor was power, but they had no one to comfort them. Here's my comments. Not really. My comments on the next page. Solomon proceeds to consider the power which many times falls into the hands of the unjust and cruel men and to represent the miserable estate of those that are subject to them as a further argument of the vanity and vexation to which all men are liable in this troublesome world. Please don't get tired of me. Because I'm going to say the same thing, and I have a purpose of saying that. Then I looked again at all the acts of oppression which were being done under the sun, and behold, I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they that had no one to comfort them, and on the side of their oppressors was power, but they had no one to comfort them. I have a question for Solomon. The oppressed had none to comfort them, Solomon? Well, here's what the Word of God says. This is an over-the-sun view. This is my comfort in my affliction that your Word has revived me. Can I get an amen? The Word. The Word. The Word. Psalm 119.76. Oh, may your loving kindness comfort me according to the word to your servant. I want you to ask yourself a question. And I ask myself a question. Are we servants? Are we doulas of God? Are we? I, I don't have this in my notes, 
But are you half-stepping? Sometimes you're on the side of the world, you're under the sun. And sometimes you're over the sun. What I want to say right now is God wants us to remain over the sun. Can I get a witness? And I'm going to add this before I forget it. That all men may honor the sun. That's S-O-N. That all men may honor the sun. Just like, just as they honor the Father. John 5.23. Can I get a witness? Do we honor the Son even as we honor the Father? Or ask yourself the question, I'm going to say this and I know I'm going to say it again. Are you an under the Son servant? If I can call you a servant. Are you over the Son walking with the Christos, the God-man? Number 10. And from the New Testament, I have another comforter. We just talked about the word. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, say another, another helper or comforter that he may be with you forever. I wonder who that is. That's the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Sheila. That's right. I like when different people say things that keep me going. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. I'm going to repeat John 14, 26 again. But the helper, or some say the comforter, some say the advocate, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Did you notice that? The Holy Spirit is sent in his Son's name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. How do you do that? I'm getting a little off track, and I told you I probably would through this. The living word. Can I get an amen? amen? Are you into the word? And I'm going to stop right there before I get off track. <laughs> the same helper, comforter, was there in the Old Testament. Psalm 51.11, we're talking about Solomon. He says, there's no one to comfort you. Here's the counter. Cast me not away from your presence, from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. I want to make this clear. In the Old Testament, primarily, the, the Holy Spirit came and went. He empowered people and he, he left. But in the New Testament, we have a different story, and I'll get to that in a moment. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to their enemy, and he fought against them. So, excuse me, Isaiah 63, 10, but they rebelled. Who's talking about the nation of Israel rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit? Number 13, are you and I? That's right. Brother Bruce Carter, I'm included with the you. Are you and I grieving the Holy Spirit by the way we walk, talk, and live our daily life? 
but they reveled and vexed his Holy Spirit. But here's Ephesians 4.30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You were sealed, Christian, a once and for all deal. God does not unseal you because you sin. He doesn't take your whole, he doesn't take the Holy Spirit. You are a resident of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? amen. And he's not leaving. I'm going to repeat number 13, the question again. Are you and I grieving the Holy Spirit by the way we, maybe I should put the word constantly walk, constantly talk, and live our daily life? We do have a comforter. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. Number 14. I'm back to Solomon again. So I congratulate the dead who are already dead, more than the living who are still living. Considering the various oppressions which were so frequent in the world, Solomon considered those persons happier who were out of it or dead than those who were still live, still alive, I should say, in it. Better off dead? Because they are no longer subject to those or these oppressions. Number 16. <laughs> I got a lot of better off and I need to slow down so you can catch on. Better off than both of them is the one who has never existed, who has never seen the evil activity that is done under the sun. Better is he who was never born. The word seen is put for not felt or not experienced. They didn't see the evil. They're better off dead. Is that right, Solomon? Right. Let me read the whole thing. For as seeing good is put for enjoying it, so seeing evil is put for suffering it. I got another type of better off. Regarding the ones that had heard the message of the Messiah contrasted to those who hadn't seen Jesus. Jesus said, I think that's a misprint. Let me read that again. Remembering the ones that had heard the message of the Messiah as contrasted to those who hadn't, Jesus said, that is a misprint. This is not a misprint, but it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sire, Sidon, or Sidon in the judgment than for you. Where are you going with all this, Pastor Bruce? Brother Bruce. And just what is the message of the Messiah? Here's that message. For those who aren't saved who are here, and for those who are saved, come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Right. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Let me ask you, Christian, are we learning from Jesus? Only you can answer that. For I am gentle 
and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't say, come through me. He said, come to me. Can I get an amen? Number 19. For the Son of Man has come to that which was lost. I didn't say that right. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. I want you to ask a somber question. I don't want you to raise your hand. I just want you to search your heart. Are you saved? Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? If you were to die this very second, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? Jesus says, come to me. For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. May I add the somber note, you're either saved or you're lost. Number 20. The Messiah dispenses living water. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God, And who it is who says to you, give me a drink, is the woman at the well. You would have asked him. Let me stop right there. Say, ask him. him. Have you asked Jesus, if you're not saved, have you asked Jesus to come into your heart? He'll do it. And we who are Christians, we have some nasty habits. Can I get an amen? Amen. Have you asked Jesus, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, to help you? Or would you rather stay in that so dreadful habit, whatever it is? Let me start over again. Jesus answered and said to her, her, if you knew the gift of God, say gift, Many of you are still trying to earn your salvation. It's a gift. It cannot be earned, and it's an insult to God. It's a slap in his face. His son has already paid the price. It is paid in full. He would give you a drink if you ask him. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? He who believes in me, out of the scripture says, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Can I get a witness? Have you experienced the Have you experienced the living water? Thank you, some said it. It's pretty bad when I can't change the pages. Here's another better than. One more better than. Solomon says it's better to be dead. Here's another type of better. Jesus Christ. God. After he spoke long ago to the fathers 
in the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days has spoken to us in his son. Or as some translations read, in son. This is a son message. Whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. And he is the radiance, I got to get a tissue. He is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature. Of whose nature? The Father's nature. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had made purifications of sins, he sat down. I know I said this before, but for the benefit of those who might not have been there, I'm going to say it again. When the priests went into the Holy of Holies, there was no place to sit down because the work was never done. But, but this person, after he made a purification for our sins, he sat down. What do you mean by that? The work was done. It was completed. It was paid in full. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than they. Than they. 24. For to which of the angels did he ever say, you are my son, today I have begotten you, and again I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. And when he again brings his firstborn into the world, he says, and let all the angels of God, what's those last two words? Worship him. It's okay to worship the eternal son of God. Can I get an Amen. I better turn to the next page. Therefore, 25, he's better than the angels. Did you hear me? I said this person is better than the angels. He's better than the prophets. And he's better than any type of created thing. He's the great I am. And he is your comforter if you know him as your personal savior. I'm going to say it again. Jesus, better than the angels, better than the prophets, any other type of creation, he's better than. And before I forget, I don't have this in the notes. This is number 26, but stay right there. It is better for you to not be in any church that preaches the gospel is to go out and say, I don't want that Christ. Can I get an amen? It was better for Sidon and, Sidon and Gomorrah. That's what it said. If you're not going to adhere to what you learn and you know is the truth, it's, you'll be better off if you never heard it because God is going to hold you and me accountable. I'll just use a practical illustration. I'll, use, I'll just use the word uh, Brother John. I don't know if there's any John here. I'm just using the name. John, you heard the gospel at the Presbyterian Church. John, you heard it at the Potsdam Bible Church. John, you heard it on the radio. Let me repeat what I said. 
It's better than you never hear the gospel than to reject it and go away into eternity without Christ. Twenty-six. I have seen that every labor and every skill which is done is the result of rivalry between a man and his neighbor. This too is vanity and striking after when. The more perfect than the work is, there I go again. The more perfect that the work is, the more it is envied by the wicked. I'm going to say this. I think it's on the next page. Don't you know some people are jealous of you? If you do a good job, an excellent job, some people are jealous. Can I get an amen? They don't want to see you do a job. They don't want to see you perform well. They're jealous. Oh, boy. Slippery fingers. Oh, come on. That's what happens when you get happy. (laughs) 27. I want to point to another type of rivalry. We just talked about rivalry. People are jealous. Here's another type. You'll be able to pick who this is. He was despised and forsaken a man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised. And we did not esteem him. Surely, can you say the word surely? Surely. Our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteem him him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I need to say that last part again, in case you didn't get it. Yet we ourselves esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. I don't care how many times I repeat it, it keeps resonating in my soul. God the Father took your sins and my sins and laid them on his son and then punished his son in your and my behalf. Can I get an amen? Can imagine? I heard somebody say, imagine that. Well, I can't imagine that. God the Father took all your sins, not part of them, all of them, laid them on his son and then punished his son in your behalf and mine. No wonder he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities, not his. He never committed a sin. He was crushed for me. He was crushed for you. 
the chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. I'm going to just say just a brief bit about a scourging because you probably already know it. Do you know that he was whipped and chunks of flesh came out of his body? All of us like sheep have gone astray. Well, Brother Bruce, Brother Pastor, I don't ever sin. You're deceived. I'm a good person. I just heard somebody spent two weeks ago. I knew I'm going to I'm just so sincere. I said to that person, you're sincerely wrong. We don't go to heaven on our merits. We go to heaven on the finished work of the Lamb of God. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was pressed, he was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he didn't open his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before sure, so he didn't open his mouth. I cannot imagine anyone on a whipping pole and not saying a word. 29, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that is sunny before his shears, so he did not open his mouth. That's 29, 30. But I'm back to Solomon again. Solomon notices that the sources of trouble peculiar to well-doers and includes all who labor with diligence and whose efforts are crowned with success. They often become great and prosperous, but this excites envy and opposition. I said it before. At the top of the screen, no good deed goes unpunished. 31. I can't tell the time over there. Thank you. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble with these pages. I did go over them. The fool, verse 5, the fool holds his hands and consumes his flesh. For I know this, he is compelled to destroy himself. What's that all about? 32. Some people avoid hard work or a difficult task because they are afraid of failure. I used to be that way. Don't attempt it because you're going to fail. Maybe you are that way. Maybe you aren't. Accidents can happen or things can go wrong. But this is not a good reason to avoid trying. Let me put, put this in there. Try Jesus. You won't go wrong. Think it through. Instead, think through what the risk of a job might be. Then do what you can to minimize them. The man or woman digging a pit might be extra careful not to fall in if he or she keeps or kept the risk in mind. Don't let fear become an excuse not to try. 
If God tells you to witness to somebody, go ahead and do it. Maybe they'll reject it. Maybe maybe they'll accept it. Here's a much better think it through. Say trust. I'll finish the rest. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Not some of it. That's what's wrong with some of us Christians. We want to trust in the Lord half-heartedly. But he says, trust with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. God knows better than you the end from the beginning. He knows. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. 35. Think it through, the alderman. Think it through as to reject the gospel message of so great salvation offered by and through Jesus Christ. Below are a few scriptures which I plead with you to think it through. That's right. I want you to think these through. Think about what is being said. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, say free gift. I just, I just love to say that. It's a free gift. But the free gift of God is eternal life. Not here again, there again. It's eternal. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Think it through. 36. I'm back to that. I'm a sincere person. For all have sinned and fallen. I know it says fall. Fall short of the glory of God, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus. We all sinned. But here's the good part. Titus 3, 5. I, I really become upset with people who say you can't know until you die whether you're saved or not well this is in the past tense ED he saved us not on the basis of deeds I could put the word good deeds which we have done in righteousness but according to his mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit Did you notice that? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit demands that we be holy. 37. I'm almost done. I got four to go. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me, well, who sent Jesus, God the Father, has eternal life has, not will have, has eternal life and does not come into judgment or as some say condemnation, but has passed out of death into life. Right. 
Some say you shouldn't go to a church where people say hallelujah. If you can't say hallelujah in your backyard or wherever you are to these type of scriptures, you're missing the point. How can you not say hallelujah to eternal life, to what Jesus has done, to what the comforter who lives within you? How could you not say something? The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Everything. And if you don't say it, the Bible says, the rocks will cry out. Therefore, there is now, say now, not future, right now, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Ask yourself, are you in Jesus? Are you? Am I? Thank you for someone saying that. Once you have eternal life, I know some of you are not going to agree. That's okay. Once you have eternal life, you can never lose it. You can't trade it. You can't sell it. And you can't give it away. In the scriptures, we just read Jesus said anyone who wins the victory, I must have missed the page, but I'm not going to go back, becomes a Christian, will never have his or her name erased from the book of life. You can help bring the eternal life to someone else by telling them how to become a Christian. Can I get a witness? Have you ever told anybody about Jesus? Or are you silent? One of those silent Christians. You never say anything about the Lord Jesus, the captain of your salvation. To those who don't, I can use the scripture. How shall you escape if you neglect so great a salvation? Christian? Two to go. Let's turn our attention to verse 6. One handful of rest or quietness is better than two fists full of labor and striving about the wind. And the latter part, better is a handful with quietness. Both of the handful with travail and fixation. Everyone say peace. We just talked about full of rest and quietness. Here we have perfect quietness. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is staying on him. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, I could be talking about the father. I could be talking about the son. Because the son did say, come to me, all you who are burdened down, and I will give you rest. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Let me ask you my final question for today. Have you and I trusted the finished work of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Have you done it? If you haven't, 
why don't you do it in your own quiet way? No, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to stand up here. You do it in your home, do it in your quietness, but do it quickly because you never know when you're going to leave this globe. Let's give the Lord a hand. I'm done.